Welcome to another episode of the Intersection Podcast, coming to you from the Shadow College of Business at Georgia Tech. I'm your host, Leo Haig. I'm a first-year MBA student here at Shadow, and in the full-time MBA program, we are now into the final few weeks of our spring semester, which means we're very close to wrapping up another year in the program. And for our second years, that means that graduation is just around the corner. So with that in mind, I wanted to chat to two of our leading lights in the full-time MBA class of 2022 to get their thoughts and highlights of their time in the MBA programme. So I'm delighted to be joined today by our MBA class president for 2022, Francesca Sally, and our class VP of engagement for 2022, Susie Livingston. So Fran and Susie, firstly, a big thank you to you both um, for doing this during what I know is a really busy time for you guys. Obviously, you're wrapping up with finals, you've got end of semester presentations, and you're also getting ready for graduation as well. But I know you both have so much to share from your time in the programme. But before we dive into those memories and, and your plans for the future, to kick us off, Fran and Susie, would you be able to say just a little bit about yourselves and your journey to Shadow? Yeah, my name is Francesca Sally. I am currently a second year and excited to graduate in about two weeks. My background, I went to Northeastern University for undergrad and studied electrical engineering and then graduated and worked as an electrical engineer for a few years, designing airfield systems for airports basically for the Air Force to enhance mission capability. And while it sounds like a really cool job, it was just a lot of time behind the computer, a lot of time on AutoCAD specifically, and I just felt like I wanted to kind of pivot to something a little bit more people-facing. And when looking at programs, I just felt like Scheller had a lot of the qualities that reminded me of the things that I value the most, community, kind of a smaller class size, a tech background that I really wanted to leverage, and so decided to come to Scheller and, and sort of shift that. And then after graduation, I'm headed to Bain & Company to work as a consultant. So definitely getting that people-facing portion that I was looking for. Hey, everyone. I'm Susie. Like Fran, I'm a second year about to graduate and looking forward to it. For undergrad, I went to the University of Florida where I majored in marketing. And after graduation, I worked at Florida Atlantic University doing a combination of social media, event planning, project management. And while I really loved that job, I just realized that I was ready to do more with my career. I wanted something that was a little bit more holistic in business. And for a lot of the reasons Fran just mentioned, I also wanted to go to Georgia Tech, really round out my quantitative experience in business. Um, And so while it's been a great time here, I'm looking forward to my future, which will be at Kimberly Clark as a brand manager. Well, yes, and first of all, a big congratulations to you both securing such great roles for when you graduate. You know, Bain & Company and Kimberly Clark, I'm sure are going to be great experiences for you both. And I know that the whole program is really proud of, you know, what you've achieved there and and yeah, achieving your goals in the MBA program. But I wanted to take you right back to almost a couple of years ago and you know moving to Atlanta and, and how that experience was for you because you both mentioned that you, either from the Northeast or Florida, you've come to Atlanta for the MBA program. So how was your experience moving to Atlanta? Did you have to leave kind of a, a big window to get that done? And, and did it take a while to move into the city or was it quite seamless for you? I would not model your move to Atlanta off of me, that's for sure. I showed up in Atlanta the day before orientation. Because of the pandemic, a lot of the deadlines had been pushed back, and so I ended up applying to Scheller over the summer and actually found out that I was moving and coming down here with like two weeks to prepare. And so the move was very hectic, but I had been wanting to get down to Atlanta for a long time, and so I was very excited. 
and people were really you know this is one of those lucky times when like orientation was online for us and so I could kind of settle into my apartment while we were doing orientation and get kind of used to the city and explore a little bit outside of the program so yeah it was it was a good time I mean Atlanta's been everything I wanted and more and so I'm really excited to kind of stay here and explore the city a little bit more outside the program and and see some things that have been on my list for a while. Similar to Fran I feel like a lot of my moving experience was shaped by the pandemic for better or for worse but I actually interviewed for Scheller in person and I met my wonderful roommate Namu and so I remember very distinctly in July coming up to Atlanta with my mom and it was the first time flying since the pandemic started and we had full mask facial trying to tour apartments in Atlanta and it was quite an adventure but I've loved my move ever since it's been really great and even living um, with another Scheller classmate has been even better to kind of share this experience with her. Yeah I think even from my experience moving a year later it was still unfortunately pandemic impacted so I only got to Atlanta I think literally like five days before orientation or something but fortunately being based in Midtown and the and the Shell College of Business being so yeah, embedded in that Midtown community it does make it a lot easier when you move there if you can be right in the centre of the city so that certainly made a difference to me as well but once you got here then obviously you had time a little bit of time to settle in but before you know it you're back in school again after a few years out I know that was a little bit uncomfortable for me to begin with, a little bit of a shot to the system and quite different to what I've been doing in the, in the world of work. But how did you guys find it being back in school after those years out? Was there an adjustment process that you needed to go through to feel comfortable again? Yeah, I mean, it was a much bigger adjustment than I even thought it was going to be. I mean, I had only been out of school for three years at that point. But I think getting used to kind of the amount of free time you have during the day that you don't really need to be focusing on work, but also the amount of time after work hours that you have to then do homework and things like that. And truthfully, even starting in the pandemic, just the amount of socializing that we had to do and like a lot of it for us was very virtual. And so it was just a ton of time on the computer kind of you know putting on a good face and everything looks different when you're on a a video call versus in person and so that energy is it's a lot of energy to put forward and so that was a huge adjustment in itself and then kind of getting back in the mindset of studying and, and learning in general was a little bit of an adjustment but I think we're lucky because we come in with core teams and so there's a really good support system to kind of help you with that adjustment as you move back into school. Yeah, I would agree with all of that. I think that people say about the MBA, there's three areas you have to adjust in, school, recruiting for a job, and the social networking aspect of it. And so the three each come with their own different challenges and how you want to navigate those three areas to make this experience what you want it for yourself. But agreeing with Fran, just studying again, taking tests again, we're the same age, so we were both only out for three years. But It definitely is a different mindset than working in a a different part of your brain you have to turn on and almost be on a lot more frequently than when you're working. You can't really check out at five o'clock anymore. So it was an adjustment, but it was all for the best. Well, three years isn't too bad. I'm a bit longer in the tooth, clearly, because I was eight years out of You're university. You're your age, Leo. I know, I know. <laughs> I should probably say less. but um, <laughs> So, yeah, well, it was a bit of a shot to the system um, to me. But, Susie, you mentioned, I think, something really important there, where there is different buckets that you have to divide your time across, right? And that does happen really early. You do want to 
engage in the social side of things and enjoy the NBA and, and have that kind of rich experience, make new friends and, and new connections. But you do have the kind of the more serious aspects of recruiting and, and a demanding core semester where you're getting a lot of new concepts thrown at you that does, as, as we know now, hold you in really good stead down the line. But it, it can be a lot of information all coming at once. Fran, you mentioned there, um, you know, one strategy that you relied on was working really close with your core team and leveraging the different skill set within that. But w- were there any of the kind of tips or strategies that, that you both were able to adopt just to help smooth out that kind of learning curve as you got here and had all these different things and different competing priorities yeah absolutely i mean my calendar i live and die off my calendar at this point there's just so much going on that kind of every day i look at my calendar i'm like what is my biggest priority today and how do i kind of navigate that and then also blocking time for things that you need to do so i know a lot of people block their time to do work for their gra or their graduate research assistantship and a lot of people block time to apply for jobs or network and getting that time on your calendar and being able to kind of facilitate how you live your life day to day was just a tremendous help for me because, you know, like we just have so much going on. Like sometimes I would block my calendar to just breathe a little bit. (laughs) Um, I block my calendar every morning now to work out. And so that was kind of my best tactic. And then I would review it a lot with my core team about what they felt like was most important for that week. And so it kind of was a sanity check when I was going most insane in the first semester. Yeah, the fact that I used a paper planner in undergrad is something that is absolutely (laughs) mind-blowing to me because I would say now that my calendar is a true work of art. It is Mm -hmm. color-coded. Like Fran said, it's blocked off for my walk through Piedmont Park and the beer that Fran and I are going to get later today. (laughs) It's all on there. So I would say learning to manage your time a little differently, but I think we're going to mention this a lot throughout this podcast, is just what your priorities want to be because people will send you those calendar invites and if it's not serving you or if it's not something that you need to be doing, it's okay to say no and realize what's going to be best for you. Otherwise, you would be going 24 hours a day. Yeah, I think that's really good advice as well because, you know, Fran, I know you mentioned right up top there is technically a lot of free time in that you know that you have class pretty much every day for to a greater or lesser extent but there's time big gaps in the day where you know you're left to your own devices to focus on what you want to do and putting your own structure in there I think is really important because then you can have a full working day and get through everything that you need to do and still have lots of free time to have a beer after class or whatever that might be but if you can think a little bit ahead and plan that, then you're probably going to get a lot more out of it. And as you say, Susie, it really helps you prioritise when you've got a lot of different exciting things coming your way. It does really help you work out what's going to be the most important. But obviously, you guys survived core semester pretty well. And not only did you get through the academic side of things, you both secured really, really impressive internships. Was it a little bit different to kind of getting jobs in the past when you were going through that process? I know it certainly was for me. You kind of speaking to a lot of different companies at once, maybe rather than one or two. But I just wanted to get your thoughts looking back on that and on what you think went well for you in, in your career search and you securing those great internships. I would say that the help the Career Center gives you here at Scheller is really what makes the experience so much different because I felt that previously you're really on your own, you're figuring out how to interview on your own, editing your own resume. You want maybe even feedback on how to negotiate. Maybe you're gonna talk to your family, but having someone who, having someone next to you who does this as a full-time job is incredibly, almost life-changing in the job search because normally job hunting can be 
a not so fun experience, but really with these tools under your belt, it can be something where you feel like it's still a challenge, but it's a challenge that you overcame with a lot of success. I mean, just one thing to add on to that, I completely agree. I think the resources that they give us, I mean, even before we come to school, they give us all those star format stories and kind of how to edit your resume and the best template and all those different things. And I remember I was applying to jobs and applying to school and trying to decide which one I wanted to do. And it was, I just couldn't get any traction. And like, as soon as I said, you know, that I was in pursuit of my MBA, just all these doors opened. And then I ended up getting my internship because of like the Georgia Tech, the Scheller name. And so kind of the power of that reputation was something that I really leveraged kind of early on in recruiting. I feel like we were both lucky because we got our internships pretty early on in comparison to a lot of our classmates. And so, you know, like putting all that work in super early and getting those internships and finding things that we wanted to do, let us really enjoy a lot of the activities that were coming up later in the semester because we just didn't have to put as much time into that. Yeah, they, the career services was a tremendous help in that process. Yeah, and a lot of that work you actually do in the summer before you start in first year as mm-hmm. well. And I think dedicating time to that does really help. Yeah, I think it's easy to just be like, oh, I'll sort this out when you get to campus. But knowing things like you know the, the star format of interviewing and some of the stories that you're going to tell and, and turning it to campus with a yeah, well-rounded, well-crafted resume does just save you a lot of time and, and give you quite a lot of confidence up front. So... Yeah, that's not something if you're applying to an MBA program, you necessarily need to know now because the career services starts work with you. You'll meet with your career advisor before you get here. And it just really kind of like smooths the path when you get to campus. And I I think probably for you guys, if you're able to secure your internships early in the first semester, that probably helped you. You know, you're probably well prepared in that sense. But there's people in my class who were literally getting fantastic internships two weeks ago. So I think not panicking as well and, and waiting for the opportunity that you know is, is right for you is definitely important. And that doesn't mean say, you know, necessarily put your feet up till April, but <laughs> but it does it does mean, you know, keep meeting people, keep chatting to people and, and stay patient and yeah, the, the right opportunity will come around and when it does, you can grab it. But how did you find it then once you, yeah, you completed first year? And then you've got this kind of 10 to 12 week period where suddenly you're back in the world of work again. I'm mainly asking this because I will be doing this in about two or three (laughs) weeks. So I'm just trying to get some tips myself about what to look out for. But was it strange or did it just kind of all come back naturally once you were back in the workplace and back on a normal timetable? Yeah, I I think shifting back to work was the process of work and kind of the timing of it all wasn't too bad. Our internships were fully virtual. And so I think that was kind of a shift, definitely. But I was pretty intimidated just by the thought of doing something completely different that I hadn't done before. You know, my background was supposed to be leveraged, but I didn't fully understand how. And so kind of having such a different set of tools that I was supposed to be using and just, you know, I really went in kind of thinking, all right, I'm just going to learn as much as I can. I'm going to talk to as many people as I can. Obviously, IBM is a huge company. And so, you know, I created a game plan pretty early on Okay, of like, these are the people I want to talk to. I want to learn everything I can about product management while I'm here. And then just obviously absorb a ton about the actual like day-to-day work of it. The reason I picked my internship was because you get to see the full life cycle of a product being made. And so for me coming from a very technical background, it was just really nice understanding kind of the entire process of being a product manager in those 12 weeks. But it's just I don't know about you, Susie. I feel like I had a tremendous amount of work to get done by the end of the summer, and you don't realize how quickly 10 to 12 weeks went by. I think we had some of the longer internships, and yeah. just mm-hmm. it flies by. Yeah, you even got a patent from your internship, didn't you? Well, your the application the is in, so oh. let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. 
Yeah, I would say very similar experience. I think it was actually the hardest I've ever worked in my life during those 12 weeks, but also part of it for me was to prove myself because I knew that I wanted to go back there and I was willing to put in as much work as it took to secure that return offer. I would also say that it was very interesting to me to start working remotely. I think it's different when people already know you and you transition to that work environment. But maybe you relate to this, Fran, like as someone who's extroverted and likes talking to other people, you really want people to understand your personality and who you are and kind of how that actually enhances your work Mm -hmm. and makes you a better coworker. And so I found myself actually putting in more effort to try to talk to people through coffee chat, whatever it may be, so they could get to know me as a person and not just see my work and I felt like that was something different that I hadn't had to do in my previous job yeah definitely and I think just like going in I mean for you Leo just be as coachable as possible I think that's a huge thing about getting a return offer like people want to know that they can work with you Mm -hmm. and so if you go in and you're just a sponge then they'll be you know twice as likely to want to bring you back yeah I think that's really good advice as well because since over the last 12 months things have unlocked and life is looking a bit more like we used to know pre-pandemic but there are a lot of people still in in my year who are doing remote internships you know they are working for consulting firms that have a national staffing model for example and they will be like well you don't need to come into the office we'll be putting you in teams with people around the country and and we'll keep you remote so I think you know those reflections Susie are really important it's still just because you're remote doesn't mean that you can't be sociable you just have to find a different way of doing it and that's really going to make a difference both in terms of what you learn but also who knows you in the company and the strategy for you clearly paid off as you will be <laughs> going back to yeah. Kimberly Clark um, in, a, in a few weeks. So congratulations again on that. But Fran, I, I know um, from your perspective, you really, really valued your time at IBM and certainly learned a lot. But I think it's probably fair to say you realised that your heart lay in, in consulting and, and you wanted to have that experience. And I know you've got a brilliant full-time offer from Bain and & Company and, and worked really hard at the start of your second year. Um, to get that and so I wanted to get your thoughts on what was that re-recruiting process like because you know in previous episodes I've spoken to my year about you know what it's like when you first get here and networking and trying to get your internship and you know we've discussed that already today but I think the the re-recruiting story is a little bit untold but it's something that people do every year for various reasons you know just because they've tried something and they think actually you know my skill set is better placed here or they want to be in a different part of the country there's many reasons for it Um, but I'd love to get your thoughts on you know what you learn in the re-recruiting process and and how you went about it and what that timeline was like yeah absolutely you know re-recruiting is a really interesting thing because like for most students you kind of have a return offer from the company you worked for in the summer and so there is this really nice safety net if you would like to go back and so you know I had a a good offer from IBM that I would have been happy to take and so it kind of gave me a much more freedom to kind of try a few things I feel like for my re-recruiting I really leveraged the Scheller alumni network a lot and so you know, I was able to kind of speak to one of the alumni who convinced me to, to interview for Bain and kind of put myself out there and, and really helped in the process of like learning how to case and learning how to interview specifically for consulting in general. And the timeline is super fast. So I think my interview was early October and it's mostly in the fall, but you have all this experience. And, and a large part of the program that I wanted to get out of it was figure out, you know, what do I want to do with my life? And I can't say that I have come to that conclusion yet, so I don't know if I did a great job, but I think the thing that I really like about consulting is that it gives you some time to kind of figure out a bunch of different industries and figure out what industries speak to you the most. You know, through practicums, I've worked in a variety of different industries, and it's allowed me to try things that I didn't think would interest me that really have. 
And so, you know, I kind of went into the process thinking, you know, try everything and see what snags and then we'll, we'll go from there. And so I felt really grateful to have a lot of support throughout the Bain recruiting process, not only from current students, we have a great network of students with, within Scheller who are current students who really help kind of with that case interview prep. And then I also was able to connect with a lot of alumni through some of our alumni at Bain and, and they really helped me through the process as well. It's like I said, it, it is much more comfortably having that safety net and being able to kind of potentially leverage that if need be. And so, yeah, it was a really fun process for me, I, I felt like. Yeah, and I think the safety net aspect is really important as well, because even if you are, say, six weeks out of 12 into an internship and you're thinking, well, you know, this is a brilliant experience, but it's probably not something I want to do for years and years after I graduate. I'd probably say, you you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Fran, having been there, but A, you will still learn things if you keep trying. You know, there's going to be different things. It might be a pattern for a product or it might be something else, but there's going to be an experience there that you're not going to get just from working in a classroom and that's a huge reason why we do these internships but second of all you're going to get lots and lots of things on your resume anyway that you can then leverage if you go to other companies and hopefully if you do a good job and and you do the right things you you network like Susie said and make sure that you're putting in 110% then you will have that offer it's there for you if you want it but then you can also go to other companies well look here's validation that I did a great job in my last role but I'm looking for something a little bit different you know what can you do to me so I think you know it's definitely worth staying the course and and putting in 110% even if you know that it's not going to be something that you necessarily want to return to as your first choice afterwards but once you've got those offers in the bag you've still got quite a few months left in the MBA program to make the most of and I think one of the great things in second year is you do have pretty much complete freedom right to choose whatever electives you want I mean the first semester of first year is very much just core programming um, and there's a good reason for that which is that gives you all the kind of the toolkit that you need to be a, a good manager and, and a, a good sampling of all the different aspects of the MBA program Second semester, there's still some core aspects, but you can start dipping your toe with electives. But as you guys went into second year, how did you approach kind of picking what modules to take? Were you basing that thinking on, well, I know pretty much I'm going to go into this role and these are the skill sets that I want to build? Or were you thinking more just like, oh, this is just something that looks interesting. I want to know more about this. I would say a combination of both. One of the reasons I actually wanted to go into brand management was because it's a very holistic business job. So some days maybe I'm working on pricing, maybe the next day meet with the marketing team to go over a new strategy, the next day with the sales team to create some new collateral that they should share with our customers. So I think with the nature of that job, I need to be a very well-rounded businesswoman and understand a lot of facets. So in that respect, I was looking for a wide range of classes. But I do have to say, at the end of the day, my heart lies in marketing (laughs) with my undergrad degree. So those were pretty much always at the top of my list, but definitely tried to be diverse in what I was choosing. Yeah, I kind of would agree with that. I definitely realized pretty early on that a lot of the classes I was taking fell into like the management of innovative technology concentration, just because same here, like that's kind of where my heart lies. But honestly, I tried to approach it with the concentrations kind of on the side because I just really wanted to take classes that felt interesting to me. And I think, you know, different classes are offered every semester. And so I didn't want to get caught kind of in a box and feel disappointed if a class that I really wanted to take wasn't offered. So every semester I just kind of took a step back and thought, you know, what 
works the best for my schedule, what looks the most interesting and kind of, you know, what are the reviews of the professors and how would I interact with them in my own experience? I'd say the nice thing about Scheller is even though that we're a small program, there is a wide variety of classes offered. So if there's something out there that you want to learn about, we probably teach it. And that can be anything from like supply chain through to marketing, you know, through to general leading teams. And that's something that I'm looking forward to digging more into next year. So I 100% agree with that. I mean, there's different concentrations that you can take if you want to have that on your resume like I am a marketing specialist or I'm a strategy specialist whatever that may be and to be honest I think you only need to do four electives to get that concentration anyway so there still is that complete wider scope to your point Susie it's like well you know I want to be a marketing specialist but I know that a brand manager needs to be more of that and have a wider understanding of the business so that's when you can dive into something like pricing analytics or even accounting if you want to do more of that there is definitely those electives on offer there is a really wide range there which is great and super interesting for us full-time MBAs but there's also things that go on beyond the classroom and, and ways to give back to the Sheller community and you've both done a fantastic job of that through your roles within the class of 2022 you know Fran yourself as president and Susie as as um, vice president of engagement so I wanted you guys just to talk a little bit about you know what those roles involve and how you decided to get involved in them. So a big part of the MBA experience is what you do outside of the classroom and so I knew that getting involved in a leadership position that helped facilitate what goes on outside of the classroom would be important to me. And so specifically as VP of Student Engagement, I oversee the seven committees that help do a lot of programming for our students. So that would be things like our social committee who does Thursday gatherings every week, our athletics committee who plans things anywhere from organizing our March Madness brackets to yoga in the park, things like that. So my role was a lot about getting this student programming going and I really enjoyed working along Fran and she can tell you about being president. (laughs) I think it was a really great experience and something that I really didn't know what to expect kind of going into it especially coming from like a virtual environment to a more in-person environment. I remember during our transition meetings it was a lot of like this is how things used to go (laughs) but you guys can kind of create your own path and it was a really cool experience because I think we had a lot of ideas in mind and we kind of got to look back on what people used to do and, and kind of improve them in ways that we felt were necessary. I had a great group of VPs that um, I got to kind of manage. My job was really a lot of basically project management. And so just making sure everyone's moving in the right direction. Um, and then kind of a lot of like speaking engagements type of representing the schools in a lot of places. And I think the reason that I chose to kind of run for president in the first place was just because I was so impressed with the program my first semester because we get elected like a month into second semester and I was just really impressed with the experience. I I really loved meeting all my classmates and kind of really believed in what Scheller was doing and so I was proud to kind of have the chance to represent that and then also work with the rest of um, the Graduate Business Council to kind of work towards the improvements that we did see were possible for Scheller. And I think we did a pretty good job. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree with that. (laughs) So hopefully the first years agree. (laughs) You absolutely did a very good job. And it was really great to start in the program this August with a very well-run program from a student perspective and to see yeah how well your class had formed when you know frankly you guys had to do that virtually which is a little bit more difficult definitely gave us a lot of confidence as first years in all the offerings that Georgia Tech have so we are really grateful for what you've given um, you know back to the program but before I let you go I wanted to pick out some highlights of what the program has done for you so I wanted to start by touching a bit more on the social aspects as that is a 
you know, a rich part of shallow life, which is something that, that we all enjoy. And there's all different types of socials covering all different types of activities and, and hobbies. So I wanted to start by asking, you know, is there a favourite shallow social that you look back on after two years in the programme? I would have to say that mine were anything revolving around golf. Prior coming to Scheller, I could not hit a golf ball, and they have provided me a lot of opportunities to learn how to golf. So they will pay actually once a semester for all the women to go out and take group lessons to learn how to golf. And then we have some more fun times where we'll all go to Top Golf and show off our skills. So that's been a real blast, kind of watching myself come full circle, but also knowing that golf will be a critical skill in my career moving forward. Yeah, I, those golf those golf training sessions were super fun. And all the events that we did around golf were great. And it was kind of funny watching people learn throughout the process, yeah, too. I'm sure I did not look too great. <laughs> no, I thought you were good. My favorite social events were all the things that surrounded kind of learning about what was important to people. So, like, you know, International Committee has a lot of food events where we get to learn about people's cultures and things like that. And one of the pandemic products, shout out to the year above us, that they kind of created. Although Namu, I think, is actually the original idea behind it, was we had these things called Hobby Nights which were essentially some small group events where you got to learn about someone's interests. And so it could be anything from candle making to cannoli making to, you know, going to kind of on a brewery tour around the city. And it was partially subsidized depending on the activity. And it just really gave you a glimpse into kind of what people are doing in their free time when they're not at Scheller and all the really interesting hobbies that people have. I was really impressed with the range of kind of abilities that our school has and getting a glimpse into kind of what people like to do so that was probably my favorite social event yeah ran and i made some mean cannolis together oh, yeah. so if anyone wants to try our cannolis please let us know <laughs> with a range of filling flavors delicious <laughs> i missed out on this but i'll have to make sure that i you know get to try the cannolis before we graduate but Susie, i would say that the golf lessons have paid off because i was able to tap into some of our free golf lessons a couple of weeks ago and Susie was striking the ball better than anyone there so <laughs> it's been time well spent for sure I wanted to ask you as well, is there a particular Shadow Club or committee event that you attended during your time here as well that will live long in the memory after you guys graduate? I mean, I'm totally biased against all sporting events um, because I'm a former basketball player. And so we had a Scheller Madness basketball tournament, a 3v3 tournament, and that was my favorite event year after year. I just thought it was a great time getting everyone out there and kind of playing around. And it was also like a nice balance of being really competitive and also cheering on people who didn't have as much experience playing. And so it was a really great environment to be in. So that was probably my favorite. But honestly, all the clubs and committees were run really well. We had some really great committee leads and Susie did a great job overseeing all of them and making sure that they were doing what they were supposed to be doing and, and spending the money they were the way they were <laughs> supposed to spend it. Yeah, I actually have a very specific memory of Scheller Madness. Our first year was it was one of the very first events we had in person once people started getting vaccinated last year and it was 85 degrees out in Atlanta and everyone was sweating down the court and Fran was showing up all the guys and was way better than everyone else. So that was a great time. For my specific memory, I'm going to give a shameless plug to the Marketing Innovation Conference, which I helped plan. It was really special to me this year because it was our first large scale event back in person. Most of our speaker series are still virtual just so that it can reach a larger audience. But Having everyone back in the room and bringing all three MBA programs together at Scheller was something that was really special and to get to network, but to also learn from great companies. We had Inspire Brands there, Home Depot and the Atlanta Braves. And it was just something that I was proud of, but I think that also my classmates gained a lot from. So 
that definitely stands out in my mind. Yeah, a shout out to Susie there for, for your efforts in putting that together because I know it was really well received, not only by the, the three different MBA classes who were able to attend, but people, you know, alumni and, and the wider Shadow community who, who joined that. It was a really, really great day of very insightful speakers about marketing and some really different takes on how to innovate in that space. I know the Braves, for example, gave a fantastic presentation on what they're doing at Truist Park about turning that into a fully virtual experience to bring in more people. So there's definitely a lot to learn there. And speaking of learning, there is there's plenty I can learn from Fran on the basketball court as well. <laughs> Is what, I, is what I've learned as well. Yeah, I mean, I refrained from participating in Shella Badness because I thought that I was probably a little bit out of shape and might get shown up. <laughs> and um, having been there just to take some footage, I can confirm that that was the case and I made the right decision. <laughs> I think it's a humbling experience for all of us and our how out of shape we all are. Yeah, I realise we're not 21 anymore. <laughs> exactly. Well, I will give as a favourite club or committee event a shout out to the Pie Mile on that front, which is a 3.14 mile run that we do every Thursday. And the reward is Waffle House so you know you get a little bit of a calorie burn and a little bit of a way of putting calories back in and I, I was doing that this morning so you know maybe next year I'll be able to do Shell of Madness we'll see how many pie miles I get in under my belt but obviously yeah, there is structured fun at Sheller, but there's also unstructured fun as well um, you know one of the best things I think about our program is the community and, and the size of the program in there. It's big that there's a real diverse level of interest, but it's small enough to really get to know everyone and really spend time with people away from the program. So is there a kind of a, a good activity or fun thing that you look back on really fondly that you've done with your show classmates, but just kind of outside of the program? Yeah, I'll start by saying that I think Atlanta is extremely special because you can get to so many different places really fast by car. Maybe that's just me thinking from a South Florida native when you can't get anywhere by car. Yeah. But I was amazed when I could get to the mountains in a few hours, get to the beach in a few hours. That's been really cool. So I have done a lot of amazing trips with my classmates. But I think the favorite trip I would pick out, I actually went to one of my classmates' weddings with a few friends last year down in Cancun, Mexico. And we saw an authentic Mayan wedding ceremony. It was just a great experience. And getting to know my classmates on a more personal level was definitely something that's hard to forget. So, Fran, you've got to try top uh, a wedding. But <laughs> yeah. here we go. <laughs> the wedding I'm going to is a year from now. I'm really looking forward to yes. that. So, But I just feel like we're so lucky that we have classmates that we even want to be hanging out with outside of school because yeah. we spend an unbelievable amount of time together. One event that hasn't happened yet that I think I'm super excited for is we just started a new tradition this year of, of doing a beach week and so everyone who signed up who, who wants to go we'll head down to seaside florida and we'll just spend I think, three or four days down there and we'll have a bonfire on the beach and we'll do a little cocktail party and we'll just kind of enjoy our last time really being together as uh, classmates and then come back and graduate and, and move on with our lives but it's a really good chance to kind of reflect on our experience and uh, get one last hurrah before we head off into our lives yeah you gave me goosebumps, actually, because I'm kind of sad about leaving oh. all of you guys. <laughs> it is kind of sad. I know. Well, it will be a bittersweet moment, I'm sure, yeah. for you guys, because you can look back on all the great things that you've achieved. And obviously, I'm sure you're excited to get back out into the world and start earning money again. And yeah, I'm sure that'll be well received. Yeah, what, looking not from afar, because we, we do spend a lot of time together between the two classes, but you know, not totally within the program. It is clear that you guys have you know formed a really special bond. So... I'm sure you'll have a, a fun time down at the beach and that's a nice legacy um, for us to live up to next year as well. So thank you for, for starting that tradition. Anytime. 
time. <laughs> <laughs> but before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions, just kind of wrapping all that up and, and looking back on your experience in the programme. So on the kind of on the lessons learned front, what is one thing about the MBA programme at Shella that you know now having lived and breathed it for two years that you wish you'd have known all the way back in August 2020? Honestly, I just wish I would have known how busy I was going to be. There's not really a way to prepare for it, but I just think I would have loved to know one, how quickly it goes, and two, how busy I was the entire time. Our class is a little bit smaller, and so we just had to do a lot more to kind of make up for the lack of people. And so, you know, a lot of our classmates were in an unbelievable amount of leadership positions and running all these different clubs and committees, and there's just so much going on. The things I was talking about earlier was the cheesecake menu of options that we have to choose from and how overwhelming it is. And so, you know, I think I wish I would have known that, not that I could have prepared any better, but it would have been good to know. Yeah, I think echoing that a little bit, I wish I just would have been a little bit more intentional with what I was picking. I referred to a little bit earlier those three things that make up an MBA, so classes, recruitment, and being social, and being more intentional between how I spent my time between those three of those and figuring out what my end goals were and picking my activities based off those goals because, like Fran said, you are so incredibly busy, and it's being busy in the best kind of way because you're getting so much out of everything you're doing, but at the end of the day, you don't want to burn yourself out, and you want to come out of this with the best experience possible. Yeah, I think it is a challenge just to narrow that focus because when you start, there is just a whole plethora of things that all looks fantastic, all look super interesting, and all will benefit you and you'll learn something from it in some way. But you can't do it all well, put it that way. You can certainly try to do it all, but you won't get the most out of it. Um, but I think you guys both did a, a brilliant job, you know, from what I've seen this year and, and I know when you've been talking about your experience last year, of narrowing that focus really quickly. You know, you're both able to secure internships really quickly, but you also able to find the time to do GBC and take leadership positions and, and really get involved in the social side of things as well. So I think you maybe wanted to have done that a little bit quicker by the sounds of things, <laughs> but, um, but you know, I think you definitely got there very quickly and, and were able to make the most out of the programme for sure. But obviously, you know, there's plenty to look forward to in the future as well. So as you go take that next step, what are you guys most excited about as you move on from Sheller and start with your next chapter? I'm just really looking forward to the amount of people in our class that are staying in Atlanta. I was really looking forward to staying here regardless just to get to the city a little bit better. And I think even though obviously a lot of companies are coming to Atlanta and I think a lot of people had ideas to leave Atlanta after but actually ended up deciding to stay because there's just so much to explore. And so, you know, Scheller is my whole friend base at this point. And so I'm really excited to kind of continue on into our professional lives and really share our experiences in a professional sense uh, with each other moving forward and just continuing to learn about the city and explore all the things that Georgia has to offer moving forward with people that I've just really enjoyed the last few years with. Yeah, as someone who's also staying in Atlanta, I'd just like to say, Scheller, you haven't gotten rid of us yet. We'll still be here if you need us. I think I'm looking forward to my job and applying what I've learned. Making money doesn't hurt either, but there has been so many valuable things that I've learned at Scheller and getting to show my company what I can bring to the table, I'm really looking forward to. Well, yeah, we are absolutely looking forward to seeing your continued success. And as you mentioned, Susie, with you both staying in Atlanta, I know you won't be strangers. Um, so I know our class is looking forward to seeing you again when we get back from our internships and keeping in touch, you know, whether that's at tailgates or socials or just around Atlanta. And you know, thank you both again so much for your time today. You've definitely made me even more excited than I already was for my second year in the programme. And I'm sure the experiences that you've shared will have inspired you know, many future applicants looking to the programme as well. Um, so really great 
grateful for your time today. Yeah, we'll be back on the Intersection podcast again before the end of term. But Fran and Susie, I wanted to wish you all the very best for graduation and your final weeks in the programme. And thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thanks, Leo. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you.